WGBT podcast. I am your host, Sayed Hater. You know everyone on the couch. You were there in the last podcast. Like, <laughs> this was Ryan, owner of the podcast. That's Brian, best friend on the podcast. Hey, and in nice. life, sure, that's yeah. Nice. Like and this is Dr. Robert Ambrose, also known as Bobby, right? See? <laughs> uh, on the last podcast, you mentioned that you were a PharmD, that... Uh, just go ahead and let's give your credentials so they know that you're, you're very knowledgeable about what we're going to talk about. I am a doctor. <laughs> I'm not a medical doctor. I have a doctor of pharmacy. Yeah. So I do get mail that shows up at my house and it says Dr. Robert Ambrose. So that's pretty cool. That's nice. You well, work at St. Vincent's, right? I work at St. Vincent's Medical Center. I am a clinical multi-specialty pharmacist. I cover ICU. Uh, the ED, as we call it, emergency department. Let me uh, clarify. Yeah. <laughs> I work ICU, I work in the ED, cardiac unit. Um, I work at our psych facility, as well as our general medicine floor. Um, going rounds with physicians, uh, look up patient, look up what drugs they're taking, medications, what medications they're taking, um, make sure things are dosed appropriately, look at kidney function, and... Uh, Improve patient care. That's what I do when I'm not here. I am super mature and appropriate for about eight and a half hours a day. And I come here and uh, it all goes to hell. You also enjoy long walks <laughs> on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! How how long were you in school? Where did you go to school? Yeah. So. I was in, as far as, like, all my education put yeah, together, let's go here. was eight years. Okay. Um, so it took me a year longer because I ended up changing majors. So the pharmacy programs in general are six years, depending on where you go. Um, now they have Excel or accelerated, accelerated programs, programs yeah. but those are even longer. And that's for people that have already had degrees. So, so I went to UConn. I did my undergrad there for four years. I did graduate school there for two more years, plus my actually my first year was at UVM, where I was a biology major, and then I switched to pharmacy coming to UConn. Um, so one year at UVM, and then six years at UConn, so seven years, and then I ended up doing a post-grad residency, uh, which al- allows me to not go out and work at like CVS or Rite Aid. It lets me stay in the hospital and go up and work with physicians and work with nurses and be more clinical, essentially. Um, So yeah, eight years. Do you think it was harder for you to train while you're in school or now that you're working? Was it more time? Um, I have more time now. Um, When I was in school, like just straight classes, it was very easy to train because you got... It was it was super easy to train uh, train four or five days a week because um, you only have cla- you don't have class for extended periods of time. You have Fifteen like, hours a week. Yeah, you know you can train. Both. You don't work weekends. You can train. You can train Saturday, Sunday if you need to. It's super easy to train. When you got into your last year, um, which is clinical rotations, yeah, where you were working your eight hour day for free. Actually, not for free. You were paying tuition. Um, and, then, and then you were taking work, more schooling work home with you on top of those eight hours. It, 
you know, we made training uh, really hard. Residency was even more time consuming. But now it's, it's nice because now you leave work and you leave work. I come yeah. here and I can stay here as long as I want because I don't have a life outside of here. <laughs> uh, Those are magic tricks. But now you adopted two kittens. So. Now I adopted two kittens. So it's been stressful. I'm like a father, basically. That's nice. But I, I could come here. Like I can come here easily yeah. four, five, six days a week. I just choose not to. <laughs> Sounds like we're not good enough. Yeah, that's very but, like you said in the last podcast, your training's not your life now. So it's yeah. a little bit I'm doing exactly. Yeah. I have a lot of other things. We I joke wanna, that you have no life, but you know, I want to. You have the ability to have a life. If you want to. <laughs> yeah, right. the options there. I do other. Yeah, I like to do other things now. Um, you know, now I can plan vacations. I have a little bit of financial security where I can go do stuff. Whereas when you're in college, you can't do crap. So all you can do is train because the gym is free at college. <laughs> Well, I, I just I saw something the other day from uh, Greg Robbins. I was telling one of our other members about was like, if you train 16 times a month, if you miss one workout, that's six percent of your of your training that you missed. And like in the real world, if you miss six percent of your job, they're probably gonna fire you for it easily. Uh, and I, his comment was start thinking like the owner and not like the employee and start showing up for your your training sessions. And I think that's like you know just kind of starting to. Of what it's like when you're in school to in your residency into your job, and I, and I think a lot of our a lot of our members are in school or just getting out of school, um, and they're realizing how much things change. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone thinks like once they finish school that they're going to have all the time in the world, and weirdly that doesn't happen. Um, and to make sure that you're still getting your training in, even if like you're training now, like you said, you're only, you're training three days a week. Three days. Where it used to be pretty consistently five. And some, days, and some weeks you get I do four. four. I think because of the injury right now, I'm not going four. Right. Um, but you but were getting four and before that. Four, yeah. But three to four every week where, you know, like, so when you were in school and powerlifting, you were probably doing five a week because easy. it was easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're still getting that three or four in every week. You're not missing sessions. No. So you have to, and then we've talked about time management before when we had Dan on the show, the same thing. Like, yeah. Dan's going to pharmacy school yeah. now. Yeah. Um, of managing your time to be able to train. Like, this is still a hobby for everyone. It's No one here is making money on this, um, but it's a hobby that everyone enjoys, and it, there's a lot of camaraderie with it, so it is. it does become part of your life. It's part of your social life. But working around everything that you're doing and going to pharmacy school and doing your internships and everything like that, like, I think people seeing that you could still train all that during that time frame is a good thing because so many people have this excuse, this excuse, this excuse of why they can't train all the time. And but it only gets worse. When you get a family, it doesn't get better. When you get a wife or you have kids, then you really strapped for time. But you can, but if it's a priority, then you make it work. Of course. If it's not a priority, if it's just, if it's your hobby, you don't really care about it, then you get to the gym once or twice a week, that's one thing. But if you, for you that you want to compete more with and you want to pri- like to prioritize it and you get it. Give yourself, like I said, give yourself a minimum of what you're doing and then if you could find another day, like, so when I was in residency, I was like, three days. Three days. I'm going. Now, I like to train Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but if I had to train Monday, Tuesday, Friday, or Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, or whatever it was, I made it, I'm going three days and that's, and if I can, that's get, also a, if I can get a fourth day, you can get a fourth day. That's also part of like the whole uh, atmosphere of Working in sort of healthcare generally is uh, your schedule is pretty chaotic in the sense that right. some uh, 
sometimes you're working overnight shifts or you're working 30-hour shifts, like extended periods of time where you might not be able to work or lift, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You might have to work, like, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Right. And then you have to get Monday work at the gym and then Friday, Saturday. Where it's sort of like... I used to be, like, so, like, I have to go Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Like, if I had if I had to train, like, Monday, Thursday, Friday or something instead of Monday, Wednesday, Friday, my whole, like, training cycle was completely ruined. Like, I wasn't going to hit PRs because I went off track. But as someone who's going to go into the healthcare profession, like, I'm, go, I'm going to school in the fall, uh, master's, yeah, going to get my master's, hopefully my doctorate after that. Um, you better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like 12 years in the making. Seriously. <laughs> what advice do you have for me on both sides as someone in the position of being, you know, a student as well as an athlete and for someone as a coach me trying to transition from working cons- or working out consistently four days a week uh, you know for extended periods of time like like five hours <laughs> to like not having the time to do that at all. Uh, well I'm, and I'll jump in because mine's a little bit easier I think but we talked about the other day like I've already been thinking about what I'm going to program for you when you're away and my thought was maybe we do five or six sessions a week and when I say a week it might not be a true week but like a training week which yeah. a lot of people ends up being uh, you know instead of doing like they'll do a four day cycle but they'll do it over ten days so I was thinking for you like a five or six day training cycle maybe over ten days but each training cycle each session I plan on being quick Right. you know we're going to focus on one lift real quick hit this hard and then maybe it's squat for today and then um, two uh, one moderately hard exercise two kind of smaller exercises out I like I. My feeling is like you should be able to finish most of these workouts in 45 minutes. Yeah. That way, especially in, early on when you're gonna be studying more, it gives you a stress relief. It gives you some like, break from what you're doing, but it doesn't add stress to what you're supposed to be doing because you're not there. For, you're not there for three hours. Yeah. With 45 minutes, get that quick break. Go back to what you need to do instead of three to five hours. Like Plus, none now. of us are gonna be there, so you're yeah. gonna be like. I have no one to talk to, so I'm just, I might as well just You're be really efficient when you leave. Like, just everything changes. Everything's just going to... But how, how would that impact sort of uh, my goals in, in regards to powerlifting? Should it change much? And, like, how quickly I'll be making progress? Or Well, um, uh, Borshiko made a post, like, two or three days ago talking about that a lot of people don't have a lot of time because of different commitments and everything like that and maybe they only have time for one hour a day and he programs them for one hour he says but don't expect the same results as if you're there for two to two and a half hours okay you can't if, if you have four days a week two and a half hours the amount of work we can get in is so much more than if you have 45 minutes a day six days a week like even if you're more efficient it doesn't matter we just can't get the same amount of work in and if you train hard on the program, you're still going to get results, but you're not going to get it would be the best. The idea. Yeah, is it ideal? No, but like... Sometimes you got to go it, on a hiatus for a couple of years because you're not going to be like, ideal. What is, like, what's I, like, for almost anyone here, who's on an ideal training cycle, an ideal program all the time? Like, you know, I mention all the time that I'll write, like, a four-day program for someone that'll take eight or nine days to finish. It was meant to be seven days. Life happens, and, like... I think a lot of coaches don't instill that in their athletes, and then we've got athletes that are like, I missed one day, what should I do? Relax, it's fine. Do it today. 
send me the program tomorrow. We'll finish. We'll, we'll go from there. We'll be one day off. Not the end of the world. Um, and like what you said, like you know, if you missed one day, you went Monday, Thursday, Friday instead of Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You're like, shit, I'm done. Yeah. And I think that's the wrong mindset. Like, and none of us are getting paid for this. It's not our job. Life happens. Work around it. Yeah. Uh, prioritize it so you get it done. But work around it. If you miss one day and you have to push it back. Normally you're supposed to go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and you go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. That's fine. It's not. It's not going to negatively affect your program. Um, one of the guys there today asked me the same thing. He's like, "Hey, I'm a little behind." He's a firefighter. His schedule is insane. He said, "By the end of next week, I should be caught up." Cool. You're fine. What? It's not. Is you it can still see progress. Right. You're still going to see. Is it ideal? Is it going to give you the exact result we wanted on this exact day? Maybe not. But but are you going to the Olympics? Yeah, you're still yeah. getting you're still getting better. Yeah, I, I, yeah. We're, we're going to Tokyo. Like, Tokyo 2020. <laughs> we're in trouble. Uh, we're behind schedule. We're, we're going we're we're to need two more years. <laughs> we're about 23 years behind schedule. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it can still be done. It just you have to be more realistic with your goals. You can't go in saying, okay, I'm going to do this, this, and this, but I'm going to put half the time into it. And I think the coach should know that, and the coach should instill that into you first, and then as long as you can understand that, then it's fine. On the student side, like, how would you prioritize sort of your time to be able to maintain that strength as well as, like, being able to – because – Especially with the, like a farm D or any healthcare where it's he- heavily science based, there's a, you have to put a lot of time and commitment yeah. to knowing a lot of that stuff. So, so. It, like you said, it comes down to time management and um, get and, and that's something you would take in all aspects of your life as well. Time management is going to help you when you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s, like time management. And so, specifically, what I would do is I would sit down and I always had a plan. Doesn't mean you have to stick to the plan. But I would go down and I'd write, okay, Monday through Sunday, you know, I have, you know, I'm going to study infectious disease here, hit the gym, come back, and then study cardio. I'm going to, not like cardio, cardio, it's <laughs> <guys>, cardiology. <laughs> we don't do cardio here. Study the idea. We don't do cardio. We don't do cardio. We don't do cardio. But I had a set kind of, and, it, and, and hardly did I ever stick to the plan, but having like that written out and being able to see it just help it. In anything, right? Even if, like, uh, people that write down their goals are some percentage more likely to reach their goals than people who don't write their goals that are just cruising along. Um, So for me, having, like, a set of what was going on really helped me uh, get to the gym and and get out and and be studying. You just got to be efficient. You can't come here and socialize like we do for (laughs) three, four hours, right? Yeah. Um, And... Things aren't going to be ideal. You're not, your diet's not going to be perfect. Your sleep's not going to be perfect. Uh, and that's all right. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, but specifically, that's why I say someone, like, write out a plan. Like, almost like you write out a program. You have a plan. Do you have to stick to the plan? No. But it, well, it you really, have to stick to the program. <laughs> stick to the program. But it really helped me out because I was see. I was like, all right studying this, gym, studying that Tuesday, I'm just going to study all day, Wednesday's going to be a gym session, I'm going to go after class, and then I'm going to study whatever class till till 8, and yeah. I had a plan thought out, and that really helped me, just having those goals right now. Now, would you suggest that I try to merge them, like, I've seen people who 
take their iPad or their like textbook materials I to the gym. So much. Yeah. I, I I hate that so I mean it's I know people that work for some people but my thought is when you're studying put your time and effort and you're studying put your time and effort in the class when you're at the gym put your time and effort into that if you're doing both like no, now you're now you're shortchanging yeah. both you're already not doing something I, I, ideal and now we're making it even worse by splitting everything up get to the gym for your time like I said use it as a stress relief go all out for that time frame. And then get back and do with the other thing. Exactly. You so, can't ride two horses with one ass. Like, <laughs> say you say. <laughs> pick one thing, and with reckless abandon, work on that until you're done, and then do the other thing with reckless abandon. Don't try to do both because it always ends up being half-ass. It's true. Something that ties into the okay the pun. The, the pun. Yeah. I visually was trying pun? to think of. One ass and two horse. Okay, sorry. Keep going. Yeah, he's got it. Right? The, ass <laughs> is, right. the ass is riding the horse. Too. Something I would do is like is is packing. Like I would pack lunch when I go to the school pharmacy. When everybody else would go to dinner, I would just go to the gym and then come back and I would eat as I was studying. Yeah. So like the hour they go would eat dinner, I would go hit the gym and come back and then I would just eat, at a, you know, and, and continue studying. Just it's time. It really just comes down to time management. Have a have a plan in place. Have a plan in place. Get your schedule, and and figure out what that is. And have things set. You know, you try to go to the gym here, here, and here. Um, and I mean, talk with Ryan. Have when he gives you a workout. Have what you must do, and then if you have time, you you know you have to squat and bench this day. And if you have time, you can do some success. Accessory work. Accessory work. Accessory work. Accessory work. Accessory work. I mean, stay, stay in touch and, and keep, and keep on in touch with Ryan. Um, that would be my advice. Yeah. You so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you gotta, you gotta try. It's gonna be. Yeah, it's gonna be. The key is tough. don't make any friends. Don't talk to anybody. Yeah. Just you you already have friends. They're called the barbell. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll use one of our other lifters as an example. Uh, Bucks' senior year, senior year of college, I think. Junior, I forget which one it was. So Bucks was going to school full-time while working full-time. And he was commuting to school, so, like, that took up a lot of time, too. So like I said he was getting his degree in business while working full-time as an electrician and commuting back and forth. So he had one semester where in our gym hours are a little bit different than commercial gym hours because we're anytime we're open, we are staff, so I'm always here, or one of the other trainers here. So he literally had one day a week to work out. And when he was here, he would come in Friday night to get here like 5 o'clock, and he would squat, bench, dead, do something for back. And then if he had the energy at the time, he'd do, like, some arms and abs because he wanted to do some arms and abs. So just, and that was, like, a stress relief for him. But we did that for an entire semester. And he didn't get any stronger, but he didn't lose any strength on all three lifts, which honestly was mind-boggling to me because I was like, okay, if I can just limit the loss in strength to 10%, it'll come back later. But we, we were very strict with the program and like he'd come in on a Friday night and maybe be a sub-maximal squat and then a volume kind of bench workout and a heavy deadlift workout and everything was a little bit less than normal because he had to do all three but we hit all three made sure he got everything in and at the end of the semester we retested and his numbers had not changed at all which like I said to me that was an amazing success 
because it was one day a week. And then the next semester, I was able to get back in three days a week and improved again. Um, was it? It was by no means ideal, but he knew that he knew that the only time he had was Friday night. Saturday he was doing side jobs. Sunday he was doing side jobs. Monday, Monday through Thursday he was working. Friday he went to school and came here. Like that was. It didn't. You know, we looked at the plan and be like, man, this sucks. But he he worked at it as hard as he possibly could for like a 14 week block, and it 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 worked out for him. Like I'm sure those 14 weeks every Friday sucked. <laughs> every Friday was like he did a basically he did a powerlifting meet every Friday. With no training. <laughs> with, for 14 weeks. Yeah. And then be like, oh, by the way, go do five sets of five pull-ups with an extra 45 pounds. You know, not a single one of those workouts was easy. And it worked. You know, like I said it wasn't ideal, but it worked for what we needed. We got it. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so but, time management. Yeah. In a nutshell. In a nutshell. All right. Um, I know this is a question we were going to originally start with, but we can quickly hit it right now. We can hit it quick. We, Let's we, go. We, uh, Let's go we were quick. talking about how you, you have these credentials of being a pharmacist and stuff like that. So you understand supplements to like a pretty good degree. This was in the last podcast. I am. Keep going. It's okay. fine. Cool. Um, so like, what supplements would you recommend people take or the big four supplements people should be taking? Or big four. Uh, so that's what Bobby said. Then we're going to do water cutting. Uh, we can do water cutting after that. Like, um, I would take a creatine monohydrate. Probably the most evidence there is to support, especially for power athletes, um, like powerlifting, right? The name, <laughs> keep it stupid simple. Uh, beta alanine, I would say, about three, you want like 3.2 grams per serving. Citrulline malate, uh, you want about eight grams per serving. I don't think I said creatine, creatine is three to five. And then caffeine, anywhere, it really depends on how tolerant you are. Those are probably the ones I would recommend. And that's probably it. And don't buy things as proprietary blend because it'll be like, oh, it's got all this stuff in it, but you're getting like half a gram of each one. That's what I would recommend. And <laughs> lastly, because, you know, Ryan's a huge fan of water cutting. Loves right? water cutting. So why don't you explain to the people who watch this podcast? <laughs> Everybody. All, all, all 103 of them. Uh what water cutting actually does, like mechanistically, what, how yeah, it works. How it works. So I will be water cutting to the sixty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> so how? Uh, so water cutting has to do with uh, something called antidiuretic hormone. I don't know why I have to lean into the mic every time I speak. Antidiuretic hormone. Anti. Because you can see how loud you are, and every time you talk, it's very quiet. And every time I talk, I fill up the whole goddamn thing. All right. Well, so that's, why, that's why when Trista watches this, she can only ever hear me. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out, Trista. <laughs> One of the only members that watch this. Um, so it has to do with antidiuretic hormone. And I will try to break this down really simple. And so when, you're, when it comes to, like, your body adjusting, you have two different systems that add that can adapt. You have your central nervous system or just your nervous system and your endocrine system. All I want to get is your nervous system is quick, your endocrine system is slow. That'll be important, right? Nervous system, like where you drink caffeine or if I punch Brian in the face, his blood pressure is going to go up. It's, it's immediate. It happens real quick. Endocrine is much slower. So just think endocrine is slower and endocrine governs your hormones, right? 
So when you start drinking copious amounts of fluid, um, what your body's going to do is it's going to shut off the anti-diuretic, right? You can think of it as a double negative if you shut off something that's anti. So di- diuretic meaning diuresis, meaning like your body's going to be peeing out fluid. So if you shut that off, negative, negative means you will be diuresing. So you drink all this fluid, you shut off this hormone, and it takes, like I said, endocrine slow, it takes a couple days for that to happen, that's why you water load for so many days, and then you just start peeing constantly, peeing constantly, peeing constantly, right? And then all of a sudden you shut water out very quickly, and now your endocrine system is going to need some time to reboot, getting back to that endocrine is slow, um, and then slowly your antidiuretic hormone will start to come again to make you hold on water. But in the meantime, you continually you shut off water and you continually keep peeing out water. And then you time that up with, with weigh-ins. Um, and that's how your body actually mechanistically gets rid of So how does that affect your central nervous system? Your central nervous system? Yeah. Does it, what we, does it kind of adapt your central nervous that. system okay. will be fine. Your central nervous system is going to be dependent on training and the ways you've been handling. Um, that's pretty much it. Your central nervous system should be fine, assuming that Ryan's programmed yeah. perfectly <laughs> for you and has peaked your your central nervous system. Now, the thing with the water cut, too, is, like, because we, we have done these a bunch of times, but, like, I generally don't, like, a quick cutoff. I know a lot of people do, like one day just boom cut off all water completely I usually will load for three days and then start to slowly bring it back before we cut it hard um, both work I think it just depends on how shitty you want to feel um, going the extra three days by cutting slowly back your hormone still hasn't, sh- yeah, hasn't turned back on yet you're fine and you don't feel as crappy as that one day of just no water um, but Generally, we've, I think we've talked about this before, like 2 to 3% body cut for weight is about it. More than that, you're, you're going to have an effect on your, on your lifting because for both weightlifting and powerlifting, at least USAPL, it's a two-hour weigh-in. You're not going to get that fluid back on quickly enough. Uh, you've been used to training at 154, and all of a sudden you, cut to, you cut to one. 49, whatever. It's 148. 148 now. 47. And uh, we're going 67. And your body <laughs> doesn't have time to adapt, and you and you can't struggle with that. Um, also, just I'm just trying to be like, oh, you know, heed these warnings. Uh, you know, you do hear about the people that water cut too much, and if you look at them, you think they're drunk. It's because they're so dehydrated that they're out of it um, and we've seen this happen at a couple meets and it's happened recently at a couple big meets for some uh, for some lifters that weren't able to perform to their to their ability or at all because they overdid it so yes it works and we know what we're doing but don't try to cut five or six percent that's just cut weight first like get in better shape cut your weight a little bit if you're going to do that and then you can water cut the, the, the rest of it we'll be um, water cutting to the 67 absolutely <laughs> and uh this is also we're talking about like in using you as the pharmacist like there are other ways to make it easier yeah a little bit of Lasix but uh you know in the, in the two federations that we're that we're a part of right now uh that both drug tests that would not go very well well um, I mean you know we can look at half lives and do the math out <laughs> Try to figure it out, but that's not a game you want to play. It's not healthy. It's not healthy. It's not healthy. What are you cutting in general? It's not healthy. It's not healthy. It's not healthy. <laughs> it's not healthy. <laughs>
Oh my god, I'm glad this is my last podcast. Oh wow. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. To send in questions, DM me on Instagram at Syed underscore likes underscore stuff. Follow the gym on Instagram at team GPT. For more information about the gym, visit GleasonPerformance.com and join the team. For online coaching, go to TeamGPT.com. <laughs>